Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Uh, welcome back, everybody. If you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solo entrepreneur, trying to move your life forward, trying to increase your business, trying to hit those goals, we're going to try and answer some questions for you today. Some of those questions around the, the why and the who. What am I talking about? He's going to explain a little bit better than I do. And he is with ReachYourUltimatePotential.com. Ben Eden, amazing life coach and business coach is back with us. Ben, welcome. How are you doing? Well, thank you, Steve. I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's good to have you back here. We learn a lot and especially trying to move business forward. We have goals for, for 2023. The whys and the who, what are we talking about there? So, and, and this lines up again well because we're at the beginning of 2023. So businesses can be going super well or it can be like, oh my goodness, is this going to work out and should I change my mind, right? But it's your why that creates a strong and long living business if your why is strong enough, okay? So we all have to ask ourselves, why are we in business? Is it to make the million dollars? Is it a money-oriented goal? Is it a purpose-driven goal? Or is it to run away from my past? What is your why? And if your why is strong enough, like I said, it will make it through any of those obstacles because that motivation is there. Hmm. So when we talk about the why, I would imagine if you're in it just for the money, why are we in business? Because <laughs> we make a lot of money. It's probably not going to carry you through the tough times. You have to have that passion. You have... I believe, and I've, I've often heard it, that if, if you have the passion and you have the desire, you want to help people and you're honest, the money's just going to follow. It's going to, it's, it's going to be there. You're going to attract it. Exactly. That's so true. And, you know, I want to, I want to tell a story about a, a personal thing that wasn't business related. Can I share that? Absolutely. Because this is huge as to the why and the who that we're going to get into in a second. <clears throat> so a few years ago, I was in a, a performance because I sing, okay? So it was a perform performance where they had soloists, a choir, some narrators, a full orchestra. I mean, it was a big 90-minute ordeal. And I was in the show, and I absolutely loved it, right? The message was so powerful. The music was amazing. I made good connections. And it had a huge impact on my life because it was such a powerful production. So the next year, as I was just talking about, man, I love this. I'd love to do it any opportunity. I was looking for more you know, opportunities for it to come up. I was talking to a church leader and he's like, hey, I love that production. And I said, yeah, I love it too. And he's like, well, why don't we do it here? I was like, well, that's a great idea. And I knew that it was a ton of work. Okay. We're talking full choir, narrators, soloists. Like I said, it's full orchestra too. And this is a non-paid kind of thing. All right. We're looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> so he says, why don't we put it on? I say, and he says, well, can you handle it? I mean, do you want to take this on? And I loved it so much. And because it had had such a strong impact on me that I said, yes. Now, I was moving at the time, just from just different cities. So I, I was still in the area, but I was moving, okay? But I still felt so strongly about it that I wanted to do it. And then we're talking, I wanted at least a 50-person choir, okay? I was probably in a choir of 150, but I wanted at least 50. I needed the full orchestra. I needed the narrators. So I did everything that I knew I could and I knew I should do. And it was starting to work okay. I had maybe 25 people at rehearsals. And so there were moments where I was really thinking, is this going to work? You know, mm. and putting all this work into it. It's an everyday passion of mine. I love it. I think about it. I dream about it. 
I can't stop thinking about it. And I had my full-time job at the time. But because the, my why was so strong, it had affected me so much. I know the benefit it'll have it on, on others. That carried me through all the time. And my faith, okay, because this is a religious kind of thing or a spiritual kind of thing, I often felt this will work out. I had that sense of certainty. Yep. This will work out. And so even when it looked like it was definitely not working out, <laughs> I had that certainty, that why, that I will continue to move forward and push forward. So then I would you know, have stronger prayers. I would reach out to more people. I would try again, right? I would overcome failure because I said, this is going to work. So I am going to put in the work to make it work. That makes sense. And more than enough, it makes sense. I got to tell you, I get it. I totally get it. So to finish this story, we did this in two months, okay? From start to finish, we prepared all of this in two months and we did three shows and we had 3,000 people show up for these three shows, which is amazing for what we did. And so because my why was strong enough, it took us through, it helped me do whatever was necessary to make this happen. That is the power of a why. Don't you feel... Ben, when it's inside you, no matter what it is, if you feel it, this is going to work. This, there's no doubt about it. This is, it's going to be good. I know no matter what it's going to happen, it'll be successful. Could be anything. Doesn't it usually turn out that way? It does. Yeah. And you shouldn't ignore it. And I guess that gets back to your intuition and that gut feeling, but even when you come up to those obstacles, when you have a powerful why and you have that in you where you're saying to yourself or yourself is saying to you, this, this is good. This is, there's no way this can fail. I, I look at it as like, instead of coming up to a mountain, it's a speed bump. Yep. Just go around it. Yep. Go around it. Up, yep, yep, moving forward, moving forward. And, and to your point, music is powerful. Just digression here uh, at church on Sunday and I, I'm walking out. And I see the pastor and I looked in, in his eyes and I said, your band is your secret weapon. And he goes, I know. Because <laughs> so when it's good, it's good. And it draws people and there's just, a, 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 you know, an energy there. So I totally get what you're talking about. You're, you know, this is a smaller combo, but they're good. And, and you feel the passion coming out of them. And they're so talented. Um, yours on a much grander scale, but you had a good why. You knew the why was what, the way it should feel. You know, and I love that you bring up this, the band and the power, right? Because my... Uh, crew was, um, we called ourselves young single adults. Okay. So we were between 18 and 30 years old in that area of college and going through life. And we weren't necessarily, you know, the choir that we had wasn't necessarily professional. Mm-hmm. And yet my mom, for example, who has heard this production in, you know, the one I was in, which was a higher level and she's heard the actual original, so on and so forth. And she said, this one was more powerful because of why we were singing it, right? We, we felt the power, we had the passion, we shared that message and that brought more power, right? Yep. Somebody can be doing the same business or following the same road, but you can tell if somebody's passionate about it or not, you know? Say, say you're doing a book club, right? I don't know why that comes to my mind, but you can be reading this book and saying, oh, cool, let's turn to page 40, it's fine. What did we learn today? That's awesome. Or... You can be like, have you heard about this book? This is amazing. The things that you learn, it's changed my life. And if we apply these things, let's have this discussion. And then people are attracted to that energy and that passion. And they get a whole lot more out of that business. And that business becomes more successful because their why is strong and their passion is there. Passion hand in hand with the why. 
if you don't have the passion, you're not going to have the why. That's my belief. I think you might agree with that. If you, you have to feel it, you have to, and that's how you know you got a winner, no matter what you're doing. There, there can be salespeople that can seem passionate, but maybe don't believe so much in what they're selling, or they're just trying to get somebody to buy something, and eventually it starts falling away. It starts sales don't last long. Uh, somebody doesn't resign, but when it's there. Those are the people who are successful. So let's go back to the, the whys, and we'll get to the who in a moment. Uh, how do you know, how do you find, is it your purpose? How do you find your why? You know, that's a big question, right? And Simon Sinek talks about it, has a great book on finding your why. <clears throat> and we can go through that in a coaching session. It, it's hard to explain right now, but let me give you an example. You want, to, if you give yourself the time, and I mentioned this in the previous episode where I call it the power statement. If you give yourself the time to dream and say, what do I want my life to look like in this personal development area, in my financial area, in my physical area, my emotional, my relationship, right? If I dream and I say, if there were no barriers, what would I want it to look like? And you write down all those goals and they could be by a private island. I don't care what it is. You're not going to judge it. You're going to say, that would be so cool. And you have this list and then you say, okay, what am I going to accomplish this year? What's most important for me to accomplish this year? And you, and you limit it down to three. And let's say in the um, let's say in the business category, right? What do you want your business to look like this year? And you limit it down to three specifics. I want to meet this many people. I want to make this much money. I want to do this, whatever. And then you put your reasons behind it. Why do you want to make that much money? Why do you want to impact that many people? <clears throat> Why do you want to put on such a large conference? And if you can have a compelling enough reason, which is your why, right? Then the what will take care of itself. Sometimes we get so hung up on the, wow, that's so cool. The private island would be awesome, but I don't even know where to start. Therefore, I will never start because we're so afraid of the unknown. But if we can have a compelling reason that says, I want to impact this many people, why? Then we'll find a way to make it happen. It's almost like you reverse engineer it. You found the goal, you have the reason. If it's a strong enough, compelling, passionate reason why you're in business or whatever it might be, the other stuff just kind of follows along. It's almost like, you know, the, the, the do- you have the dog, the tails in back of it. And it's just, you know, how you're going to do it. It all, all the pieces fall into place when you have something strong. How about the who? We talk about the why, now the who. You know, and it's a perfect segue, right? Because you have your why, you have the compelling reason, you haven't worried about the how. So you first start with the who and you say, wow, if I'm starting my business or if I'm in this stage of my business and I want to grow it to this point and I want to meet this many people, make this much money, have this much impact, who has done something like that already? Mm. You find somebody who's had that pattern of success. And sure, you could just stay where you are and learn it yourself and take a long time, spend a lot of money, go through a lot of failures, or you can speed up that time a ton and say, well, who's done it before? Wow, they do it. They have the life that I want. Why don't I reach out to them and see how they can help me? And again, that'll uh, rocket you towards where you want to go. I've done it. <laughs> I totally agree. And people want to help other people. Even if it's a competitor, we can all work together. And even if you don't initially reach out to somebody, study them, study their mm-hmm. website, study what they do, maybe their social media, maybe they have videos. And it's not like you're copying them. I always call it you're emulating. You know, you're, it's like you're going to school. You're taking a piece of what they do 
and making that yours. And maybe you're blowing it up and making it even larger because it fits you in that way. Or you could look at somebody else that you admire and it might inspire another idea that you didn't even think of. That's not even their idea, just their, their power, their energy, their energy inspired you to come up with something, something that you didn't even think of at that time. Right. Exactly. And what I love to say is there's no one right way to do business. But if you find somebody who's been successful at it, then they have found something that works. And if you can learn what that is and apply it, great. You're that much farther ahead. If for whatever uh, reason you choose to follow somebody, it doesn't work out so well. You can choose to call it a failure or you can choose to call it an education. <laughs> it's like, like I said, going, you're going to school. You're going to yeah. school just by studying people. And Start at the top, you know, some of the, the, you know, the top players in your arena, your profession, your occupation, see how they do what they do. Or it might even be a great idea, or I truly believe because I've done this, listen to them. Listen to, let's say they give a motivational speech, whatever it might be. Listen to it a few times, pick up a couple of things. It might inspire you to move in a different direction. When you work with somebody, Ben, these are these are questions that you answer for them or you help them answer these questions? Well, absolutely, right? Because I could give them examples of who's, and I can, but that t- comes after I understand their why. And I can't give them their why, right? It's, it's already inside of them and I help bring it out and I help clarify their why. I help strengthen their why. So then somebody who's maybe trying to do business and they've tried to copy somebody or they've you know, made some attempts here or there. But if we can get to the depth of their why, then again, that's like putting fuel in the tank and you're like, wow, I can do anything. And now I'm ready to reach out to that who. And then I can give them options. You know, if I'm their coach, then I'm one of their who's. Yep. Who's done a lot of the things that they're, that they're looking to do. Otherwise, I'm like, okay, well, you need this tax person. You need this lawyer. You need this uh, network, right? You need this book. There are a lot of ways, like you said, to get an education because uh, what do they say? Leaders are readers, right? The more you learn, the more you grow. And that is a way, if you can keep your mind growing, then your business will have to keep up, right? But if we don't, and we say, well, I'm just going to do it myself. You know, I'm going to isolate because I don't want to fail. And I'm just going to try it until it works. Okay. <laughs> There's the mountain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get on that. How about setting goals? What's reasonable? Like we talk about the who, and we identify that you should look at somebody or some that you admire and maybe you find that they're, they're leaders in your field. Is it reasonable to think, okay, you know, tomorrow I'm going to listen to, you know, John Doe, whoever it might be uh, in a seminar that he's giving, you know, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to go to his website. How do you set those goals and then stay on track with them? Let me see if I understood. So how do you set a goal that we talked about like for the year with a strong wine and how do we, Keep on track. Is that what you're saying? Stay on track with the who, you know, in terms of what we're talking, we're centering on the who at this time, but to make sure that you stay on track in watching others and making sure you make that connection and you reach out to people. I think a lot of us will, will start with a great idea. You know, I'm going to do that. And then it kind of all falls apart. What are your suggestions for that to stay on track? Yeah. So my personal example, I've tried a number of things, right? I've tried to jump into a bunch of networking groups. Mm. And you know a bunch of who's and hopefully somebody becomes the who that I need. So mm, that works a little bit. I've also tried having uh, multiple coaches or mentors. That's not a bad thing, but it, de- it depends on how you do it. 
because there was a time where I had three coaches at a time. Now, I'm very much for having, say, a physical coach and a, and a business coach and a life coach or something like that, because there are different areas of your life that are really helping you grow. But what I made the mistake of doing is pretty much having three different business coaches. And so I felt kind of, okay, I need to prioritize here, but ah, here's another idea that I need to try. And oh, I don't think they match up. So I was in a state of confusion. It it almost sounds like you were in the roaring rapids. You're in the water and now you, you know, over to this coach, this coach has an idea, but that, you know, that one has one over there. And you just like in the spin cycle going around and around, uh, you said networking can be powerful suggestions on that. This is great because I'm actually teaching a little class on this. Networking, you know, I know the stigma. Networking is like, oh gosh, so annoying. It's it's full of anxiety. It's never going to work, whatever. We have to change it from what am I going to get to what am I going to give? Because if you can be seen as the person who's there and wow, is giving and I understand what you do, then you've given me so much and how can I help you? And either I'll, I know what you do so well that yes, I understand why I need you or because I then go back to my own circle and I meet somebody who happens to need this service, then of course I'm going to refer them, right? The power of networking. But if I go to these networking meetings and I'm like, okay, I'm here for an hour and I better darn get my leads and somebody better buy my stuff, then you're seen as the ravaging wolf as opposed to the giving person that everybody wants to be around. Yeah, very, very true. And even though you may think they're not picking up on it, I'm a big proponent of energy. You're sending that energy out. Like you're, you're, you're a wolf. <laughs> you're waiting, you're waiting for a meal. You're waiting for a lead. It's gotta be where you're, you're helping. Like you could be a super connector. Those are some of the great networkers. Once you establish the relationship with somebody or people and you feel comfortable referring them, you can connect and then they will. There are some networking groups that have quotas of making connections and things. I'm not a big fan of that because then it's, it just kind of waters it down. Um, but I will say it also goes back to, and in, in business coaching, one fundamental, be known for what you do. Be the expert at what you do. I'm at a networking event. You need a life, co- life coach? Oh, <laughs> Ben's the guy. He's right over here. That's your guy right over there. You're right. known for it. And that's, I, I think, very essential. Because when so, that, somebody has a need, everybody points to that person. Exactly. And an example that comes up, there's a guy in my uh, area. He is... Like he's funny, he's outgoing, people just love him, everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. And he gave a presentation the other day and he's like, Well, here's my degree. It was in art. And now I'm an MC, a speaker, a comedian. I've been on TV shows, so on and so forth. And I've been very successful at it. But if you looked at my resume or my degree, you would say I'm not qualified for that. But his success came from networking because he followed the golden rule that people work with people that they know, like, and trust. Yep. And he made it to that trust level. And so when people needed an MC or a speaker or an actor, they said, well, here's the guy because I know him, like him, and trust him. Interesting because I wasn't sure what he did. So I'm at that networking event. You know, we have 20 people there. We're having breakfast or whatever it is. So his his expertise, his his thing is he's an MC, he's a speaker, he's a comedian. So if we need somebody to fulfill that, he would be the go-to guy for that? Yeah, I mean, it's maybe what you're getting for is what does he really do? Like, what's the one thing he does? It's probably MC, right? Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a need for that. I mean, let's say you're the head of a uh, nonprofit and you have a big event coming up. You need somebody to host the event. If you don't have a good MC, it just kind of falls apart. 
It's not mm-hmm. could be okay, but if you have somebody great, it just it just elevates it. You know, many times I've never seen somebody like that at a networking event. How interesting! Wow. Yeah. But <laughs> but you know there you know to your to your point too, Ben. You know, you come from here, you wind up here. Sometimes you never know. You you know one of the two paths. Um, and like you said, if you looked at his resume, you would never know that he does that other thing. Exactly. Wow. And if he went and just said, okay, this is me and this is what I need. And people are like, why? But if he did it the way he did it and he's like, oh, how can I get to know you? Who can I connect you with? What are you doing? Oh, you're having an event. That's cool. I happened to speak at an event last week. Oh, you did? Well, great. Can you speak at mine? And that's how it works. Hmm. So I'm going to, uh, you know, with, with time we have left, if it's okay, we kind of got, we went down the networking road. And I believe more and more people are getting back to networking. You know, we took a break during COVID and it kind of slowly trickled on back. I actually sometimes have a, uh, a FOMO. I have a FOMO of networking. I have a fear of missing out. I have friends that went the other night to an event and I was like, ah, oh, how did I miss that? I wish I would have known. I would have gone. And sure enough, I see the pictures and I'm like, look at all the people I know. I haven't seen them in so long. Should have went. It was just like a last minute thing and couldn't make it. How... How do you harness the power of networking in terms of what you present? Maybe if you're a speaker or if you're just kind of working the room, any suggestions for that to be memorable and and be somebody that somebody's going to trust as well? Yeah, two things is one, have your 30-second elevator pitch down, right? Sure. And this is funny, okay? Because I was in a networking group where we taught that and said, okay, you have 30 seconds to share your spiel. And we had to time them because most people went over 30 seconds. Uh, okay. Even people who practiced it, right? I mean, we're so uh, used to just telling more and more and more, but we really just have to get it down, right? I help high achieving father entrepreneurs have a successful business and family life. Simple. So if they want a business coach to help high achieving fathers, great. I'm the guy, right? They can understand that if they want to know more, then they'll ask and then we can have the conversation. But a short 30 second spiel. And then again, get to know everybody else. And if people, wow, yeah, I met Ben and we talked, you know, I told him all about my story and he seemed like a great guy. Then now I know Ben. He seems like a great. I want to get to know him now. So now let me ask about his business. And because he's so caring and listens so well, then I like him and I trust him. So now we understand each other and then we'll refer each other. You said a key word, listen. Yeah. A lot of us don't, <laughs> you know, you're, you're ready to give your, your next uh, point during that event where you're not listening to what that person is saying and they're giving you clues as to what they do and maybe as to what they might need at the same time. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. I, um, there's one guy, he's an insurance guy and I'm trying to think of what he would say. And he was very genuine about it, but he would compare it to a doctor. You go to a doctor, doctor takes care of you. I'm your insurance doctor because the insurance companies are ripping you off and I'm going to show you how. And he had some great stuff to say every time he had a, even in a 30 second speech or even in a presentation, he would always start the same way where he kind of hook you in, but in a, in a way that was very impactful and, and, and very relatable. Um, it's all about thinking. I mean, that, I know that's something that you work with people in, in even crafting their, their 30 second speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much to learn. Uh, and you're available. What's your website, Ben? reach your ultimate potential.com oh wait a minute we have not 30 seconds 10 seconds left ben um what do you do i help high achieving father entrepreneurs have a successful business and family life the end is my favorite part where you said the family life because who doesn't want that 
who doesn't want to achieve success, but also have the nice balance. And I know that's all the two things that you're very uh, passionate about at the same time. Always great talking with you. Thank you. Yeah, really, really is very uh, refreshing. Free consultation. Do you do that as well? Absolutely. Happy to help people get started. So please reach out and we can do that for you. And I'm, I'm here to help you in every way, but I'm not snovel, I'm not shoveling the snow there in Utah for you. Quite a bit. Yeah, amen to that. All right. Always great talking, Ben, and I uh, look forward next time we get a chance to get together. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.